For seven long years, the world has witnessed rival militia fight it out for control of Yemen, along with the displacement of millions of people. War has brought humanitarian disaster to the country, and at the same time, a deep and determined desire for peace and eventual normality, whatever that might look like. There's been a lot of analysis and discussion of the geopolitics of the Yemen conflict, especially as we see the rapprochement between Saudi and Iran. But in this CMEC podcast, with the support of the British Council, we will be looking at life in Yemen from an angle you might not expect. I'm Charlotte Leslie, and I'm the director of the Conservative Middle East Council. In the southern government-controlled city of Aden, a theatre group has helped restore an old building built by the British during their control of the city and has started performances there, opening with William Shakespeare's Hamlet. This remarkable project has been brought to life by the determination of local Yemenis, the Khalij Aden Troop, and is one of the projects supported by the British Council that we will be looking at in our podcasts. To tell this extraordinary story and to give us an insight into life in war-torn Yemen, I'm delighted to be joined from Aden by the founder of the Khalij Aden Troop, Amar Gamal. Amar, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you. It's my pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for having me. Amma, please tell me a little about yourself and what made you decide to found a theatre troupe in Yemen and during the war. I'm Amr Gamal. I'm a writer and director from Aden City, South Yemen. And actually, our troupe, which the name of the troupe is Khalij Aden Theatre Troupe, wasn't established during the, the war. We established in 2005. Uh, and we performed since 2005 until 2014. And actually, the war of 2015 was the reason for us to stop performing our live performance because after the war, it was very hard to perform. And actually, we were the first theater troupe who started performing live commercial performances after the 1994 civil war in Yemen and the people who reads about Yemen and knows about Yemen they will understand that we are a country that has a lot of wars happening war after war after war so even between 1994 and 2005 the commercial theater was stopped so we revived this and the same thing happened in 2014 and we revived also commercial theater performances by doing Hamlet in 2023. And something important I want people also who doesn't know about Aden, that Aden knew theater before more than 100 years. And actually the first ever Arabic translated play was performed in Yemen was in Aden, and it was Caesar by uh, William Shakespeare. So there's a huge heritage of art and culture and theatre in Yemen. Yes. Also music and even cinema, that we had a lot of cinemas in Aden. Even if we didn't produce Yemeni pictures, it was recent, like we have some films, which is Yemeni production. But people used to go to cinema daily since the 50s and before even with the silent cinema and from the 50s until the late 80s. It was like all the time people were going to cinema, but that all changed after the 1994 civil war. And when Aden City was controlled by the Islamic parties, everything was destroyed and shut down. But there's still very much an appetite of the Yemeni people to still enjoy and to love theatre and art. So describe to me the moment when you were 
functioning normally. You'd resurrected the theatre troupe after the previous war. You were carrying on as normal. And then in 2015, war hits. Tell me about that moment that that war breaks into your normality. Yeah, we were performing very well in an old cinema in Aden, the private cinema, because all the national theaters and cinemas were, as I told you, destroyed. So one cinema, which is a private cinema, was reserved by their owners. So they have a stage. So we performed there since 2005 until 2014. And we had many, many audiences. Actually, sometimes we have 1,000 people in one show. So we were performing a play called Reckless Renovation in October. And it was the same period where the Houthis started to invade Sana'a. And our lead actress, which also did Gertrude in Hamlet in 2023, where her daughter is living in Sana'a. And I remember her collapsing and the tension because she was all the time afraid if something will happen for her daughter. And she was calling before the performance and calling after the performance. So the tension, we started to feel it, even if we are far from Sana'a. It's seven hours. Sana'a is to the north of Aden. Now, if you want to go to Sana'a, it takes more than 20 hours because there's a lot of complications, the roads between uh, the governorates here and there. And in the same time, the southern movement start to gather in Aden because it was like uh, no state and the southerns want to separate from the north as a consequence of the 1994 war. So it was like a chaos everywhere. And we started very fast to end the performances and record it because I was afraid that if something will happen, the play will be not recorded. And then it was like this situation of you don't know what's happening. So we started to feel like maybe it was just something will pass very fast and we will go back to normal. So we started even to arrange for performances in Taiz, which is three hours to the north from Aden and Sana'a. And we plan to perform in March and in February in 2015 in Taiz and March 2015 in Sana'a. But suddenly in 2015, in March, the Northern Army and the Houthis start to, to come to Aden and they invaded Aden with a very heavy guns and, you know, and military vehicles and everything. And they controlled the mountains around Crater, which is the place or the city which I live in and where we performed our last performance in that old cinema and also where we will perform Hamlet in 2003 next and they started to kill everybody and everybody was dying in the streets and uh, we didn't know what's happening and the buildings were burned and we left the set design and our props and everything in that open air cinema and it was exposed for the whole time for the heat and it was destroyed completely and from that time we couldn't perform again we tried to perform small performances here and there in 2016 17 19 but it was like a very small things until in 2022-23 we performed our biggest production which was the real comeback of our troupe to normal so tell me about how you move from your normality being smashed there are people you say dying in the streets terrible trauma yeah. how on earth do you begin to pull together your theatre troupe in amongst that? It was a very complicated situation because, I, as I told you at the beginning, the Northerns and the Houthis came to Aden and killed everybody. And suddenly the Arab coalition happened with the Saudis and Emirates and everybody came 
to Yemen again. And some of our leading actors and actresses left Yemen until today they didn't came back. Some of them are in Europe now. Some of them are in Egypt. And also close friends of us died and our neighbors. And even until today, if you came to Eden, you will find the ruins of the buildings everywhere around you. Even us uh, as a troop, it was a reflection of what happened because Leading actors left. Three of our leading actors also died as a consequence of no state and no medical care. They didn't die during the war, but they died later because of there is no medical care and they fall sick and three of them died. Me, myself and all of the troops were displaced from our houses for months to other places in Aden, which was safer than Crater, the place where the main events happened. And then the, the war with the military and guns and all those stuff started to fade. But, you know, the situation stayed abnormal, not normal. There is no security. There is assassinations here and there. Electricity is destroyed. We 70% of the day, we don't have electricity, even if in this heat, Internet is very weak. The coverage of mobile phone is very hard. We cannot reach anybody. But day after day, for a long time, the abnormal start to be normal. If you come to Aden, you will not bear the situation because you will feel that's abnormal. How can you leave? But we started to adapt. And when you start to adapt, you start to think about what you originally was doing as an artist. We did theater. That's our job. So we start to think how to just come back and do art. Because many people sometimes will think that in this bad situation, maybe art is something like a privilege or theater is something not important. But I'm not agreeing on that because people here in Yemen loves art and they need to feel they can have some entertainment. They can go to watch a film or watch a play, attend a concert. Because until when they will stay in the grieve or in the nagging about the situation. So our duty was to come back and do what we used to do. And how did people respond to that? You said, okay. We're going to push back. We're going to stand up against this despair. We're going to try and return to some sort of normality. How did people respond? Actually, people here, as I told you, loves art. Even if there is an announcement for an artistic exhibition, we'll find mothers and children come together just to go out and feel normal. And they will see the photos or the paintings and they will drink some Edeny tea with milk and feel happy about it. So whenever you announce about concert or something, people come back. It was like small, small, small events. But when we announced that we are coming back, with a big production like what people used to see from us before, suddenly the social media were exploded with the hashtags and messages and support. And they were very happy. And actually, because it was a big gap, you you are talking about eight years. So there's a new generation and teenagers who don't know a lot of, uh, started to forget about us because because the war happened when they were really children. But the older generation started to, uh, the welcoming of them make the younger generation also curious about us. And they started to Google us and watch our plays on YouTube. So everybody was very enthusiastic. And that reflected on the day when we announced the places where you can go and buy the tickets. In two days, the whole tickets were sold out. And we faced a rage from people because they 
wanted us to extend the days of the performance, but we couldn't because it's very costly. We cannot do more than the budget we had. We couldn't do more. Now we are planning to do another season. But what made us make a decision to make another to do another season of Hamlet is because the high demand of people. I'm Charlotte Leslie, and I'm speaking to the director of the Halij Aden Theatre Troupe, Amr Gamal. Do you think one of the atrocities of war is to strip people's identity away from them? Do you think, to some extent, theatre and art brings back the sense of identity to the Yemeni people? Is that part of what you do? Yeah, sure. Uh, and also sometimes, not sometimes, all the time, war destroys the hope inside you, makes you feel you don't worth anything. And there is no hope in staying in the country and makes uh, the young people feel like frustrated all the time and feel that we are in a failed country, in a failed society. So once you remind them with art in different ways about how good we are, we can do something beautiful. You can come and enjoy. You can come to a place like where we decided to perform. It's an old monument that was partially destroyed in the war. It's the Legislative Council of Aden, which was before uh, St. Mary Church that was built in 1871, and it's a Victorian Gothic-style church. So making people come to this like suddenly and see young people on stage, old people, act, veteran actors on the stage, good Christians, a play inside a monument which makes you proud a bit and start to feel a little hope. It's a reminder, you know, about we are not that bad. We are not failures. No, we are people who are facing abnormal situation, which is not the right situation for us. So you're, you're reconstructing a theatre troupe, but you're also reconstructing hope. And your hope, your theatre troupe needs a, a building. It needs to be housed. Tell me a little bit more about how you chose the Legislative Council building and how you restored it. As I said before, uh, since... We started it in 2005. We couldn't find a place because everything, every monument, I mean, every theaters and cinemas was destroyed in 1994 wars. So every time we start a new production, we should think where to perform. So uh, this time, because we decided to do Hamlet, I thought of the Legislative Council because it's an old church with a, this European uh, Gothic Victorian style. So uh, the idea was if I made a built theater inside this church, I will transform people and put them suddenly in Europe. Maybe I will not need to do like a lot of set design because the building itself will help us to make people feel it's an European play and characters and the atmosphere is similar to the play. Another important thing that we always in the troupe were very concerned about the heritage and about the old buildings and costumes and dialect. So because of this building was were partly destroyed, we also thought in the troupe that if we announce that we are doing a play inside it, we will motivate organizations and government to help in re-innovate these places. And that's another message that we wanted to deliver. And actually, we are thinking now to do different production in another destroyed monument to motivate the international organizations and government to restore those buildings. So reconstructing a theatre group, reconstructing hope, reconstructing buildings. Why did you choose such a tragic play as Hamlet? <laughs> For me, Hamlet is not very tragic, actually. It's, it's funny in parts. It, um, okay, I, I know it's, it's tragic, but still, 
has its its lovely and comedy and sarcastic side. So I felt it's not Macbeth, for example, which will be very dark and people will not uh, maybe in this situation enjoy it. So Hamlet has this sense of relief from scene to scene. You can laugh sometimes and for many reasons. Actually, the main reason was that it's one of my favorite plays. I love Hamlet since I was a child and I wanted to perform Hamlet since ever, but we were always uh, like some, the people were, especially the people who are working in in theater here in Aden were making us feel that we are not eligible or we are not up to such world-class literature because they used to see our plays, which was like a comedy, musical local plays which all the time criticize the government or the society about the current problems so they thought like this is no this is very hard you will never be able to do it it needs a very professional artist you are not that professional and because we never we were never exposed to international theater because we cannot see anything we don't have even credit cards to go into uh, internet and watch a play there during the pandemic and the, the coronavirus that the National Theatre in London and also the Globe Theatre, they were showing some of their predictions on YouTube. And they let the play for one week, you can watch it, and then they start another play. And it was my first time be exposed to international productions. And once I saw, especially the performances of the Globe Theatre, I felt like, it's not very hard and it's not very far from what we are doing. Actually, Shakespeare himself was very popular, very local, very easy. And the, the simple people of that time loved his work. He was very commercial. And I think the globe always like having them, they are dedicated themselves to doing it as much as possible, like how Shakespeare used to perform in his times. So it built inside me a trust and confidence that it's not hard. So I started from that thinking, no, all what they were saying for us was like not true. I'm seeing this. I can't do it. So I contacted the British Council after the pandemic and asked them that if they will can collaborate with this play. But before that, I want also to tell you something that somehow also Hamlet resembles what's happening in Yemen, in Yemen because it's one family one country and one castle or palace and everybody inside it has a problem and everybody hate and want to take revenge from each other until they kill each other and then the stranger can and conquer the castle. So it's somehow similar to what's happening here. I was going to ask whether you think your audience will feel it's in some way a release of some of the emotions that they have felt. You have an audience that's experienced probably enormous trauma. Do you think there's an aspect yeah. of that? Yeah, actually, one of the things is if you just did something beautiful, something entertaining, and you can make the people inside the theater, like, just disconnect from what's happening around them and have, like, a two hours and a half, three hours of joy, that's a big deal for them. And actually, we also added, because we translated it, we translated Hamlet into Edeni dialect, Yemeni dialect, which is the old one, because we want to preserve the old dialect. So we intended to, instead of doing it in Arabic formal language, which most of the Arabs, when they come to perform Shakespeare, they perform it the Arabic formal language, but we wanted to do in the dialect. So the messages that we wanted to transfer through also the 
characters, the people felt it. And the people also started to write about how this scene similar to what happened. Oh, maybe Khalid Adan wanted to just criticize what's happening through this scene. But actually, it's the same what Shakespeare wrote. But people felt like the play somehow has relevance with the situation. I'm Charlotte Leslie. And with thanks to the British Council for their support, I'm speaking to the director of the Khalij Aden Theatre Troupe, Amar Gamal. And you, you mentioned that you've been supported by the British Council. Can you describe some of that support and yes. how you've worked together? Yeah, British Council, the experience was very, very wonderful. As you know, uh, they are always committed to promoting cross-culture uh, culture between UK and another countries via arts, education, English language. So I felt like contacting them, they are the right people for this project. And when I contacted them, I contacted um, the Yemen office, the one for Ruwaida Al-Khulaydi. I met her and I talked to her and she was from the first second, she was like saying that, yeah, we should do this together because she also seen our previous work. So she knows that we can do something good. And we started to work on it. The British Council also, the most important thing for me and for the troop that they arranged for our troop members to get two years of mentorship and online workshop on Shakespeare production by Volcano Theatre in Wales and Shakespeare Globe in London. And that was very, very important experience for us because they helped us in understanding the text, adapting the play, and they helped us a lot with ideas and of set design and lighting. Because we felt always that we don't have the professional level. But working and talking to them, they helped us. And almost also they built our confidence because we felt like we somehow were doing what they are saying. So we are not that also far from the professional troops in any other country. And because of this mentorship, we were able to improve our confidence. The session with the both theaters were beneficial for overcoming obstacles and adapting to what would work for our Yemeni audiences. And you're performing the play in proper period costume. Can you tell me how you acquired those costumes? How did that come about? Yeah. At the first, we wanted to do like in the honor, original era of Shakespeare, it's like the play was written, but it was very expensive and we couldn't find people here who are working in costumes. And so we tried to go to like a period which we can somehow design the things and go to a local tailors and ask them to do the costume for us. So we decided to did like the early 20s of the past century. It was easier for us. So we started to like draw and bring photos from different productions and collaborating with local tailors, three female and two males. And we started to work on them. And I think we succeeded. Maybe it will not be that 100% accurate, but I'm very proud that very local, simple, young tailors tried their best to achieve what's the closest thing from what we have uh, make them see. Also, the props we... Uh, Using Amazon, we choose what we want. We had the budget and the British Council actually provided us with the most of the amount of the budget. Uh, and then a local businessman helped us also, which is our previous sponsors from before the 2015 war. So we have some friends who are abroad. We sent the list for them and they, because they have credit cards outside, they bought the props for us and then they send it for Yemen. And it, that's how the things happen.
as as you are defying expectation really and taking a stand to bring normality back to your population at the same time there are hopes for peace we look at the rapprochement between saudi and iran what are your hopes for the future are you are you hopeful that we might be seeing an end to this cataclysmic period for yemen or are you prepared for more disappointment what are your thoughts for the future I stopped thinking about <laughs> what will happen from that political side and what they are doing and what they are negotiating and what I don't believe anyone and nobody believes, nobody from the normal people here believes anyone. We just now focus on fighting in our way, fighting in how to make life look like normal, even if it's not normal. How, uh, like, like, imagine a bunch of young teenagers who are going every day, they are dressed up very beautifully and they try to find a coffee shop and take a photos in Instagram just to feel like normal. We are doing the same. We are just trying every day to fight to make things look like normal we are dedicating ourselves to continue doing art and trying to preserve monuments and history and culture and because i learned something if you will think deeply about what's happening about tomorrow in this country you will sunk in in nowhere and you will not do anything. You just focus on what you are doing and move forward and try to do your best. That's how, how I deal with the situation. And you have been successfully staging your favourite play. Looking to the future in, in a theatrical sense, what's next? What are you putting on next? I'm also doing films. So I filmed here in Aden in 2021 and my film was premiered in Berlin international film festival and now it's traveling all in all big festivals here and that was a good achievement but in theater i'm thinking next of on doing an original play and maybe adapting another shakespeare work in the future i don't know yeah i will never quit theater because i feel responsible because there is no other troops nowadays doing theater so i feel responsible if i quit then i will betray theater and one of my my biggest dreams also is to do a midsummer night's dream by William Shakespeare. Amara, do you get a sense of satisfaction for what you bring to people, particularly at times of war and trauma? I'm never satisfied. All the time I feel we are missing something. We are didn't do everything well. We are not good enough. We need to be more professional. But I'm always proud that group of young people decided one day to establish a troop from nothing and decided to find an alternative place to perform their plays or to show their film. I'm proud that we, even in this situation, we managed to perform Hamlet, Shakespeare, whatever we want to perform, we decide and we do it. So that's what makes me feel a bit satisfied that we are good in doing. But in artistic part, I always not satisfied. I always feel like I didn't do what I supposed to do perfectly. I suspect that's a mark of a true artist. Emma, thank you very much for sharing your absolutely remarkable story and determination with us today. We hugely appreciate it. And we will be looking out for A Midsummer Night's Dream. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope you, you, you will come and see it live in, in Aden someday. I would love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. 
Thank you so much.